It's a beautiful morning. Yes, a very beautiful morning. We feel now spring is coming. Where are you going? And we are just on a walk. We live nearby. Just on a morning walk. I'm in Reykjavik in Iceland, wrapped up warm against the white morning sunshine. Here in the south, spring comes at least three weeks before, before Northland. We've been living in in all parts of Iceland, so we so we experienced it. What's it like living with it when it's extremely cold for a long time? It can't get depressing. No, it doesn't really get very cold. I think there is a little bit misunderstanding about that. Iceland isn't, you, you never have below zero very much. So we, we experience uh, at times uh, up till 10 minus grades, mm. uh, but not colder than that. And that is not extremely cold. Because there's uh, no wind and yeah. not, not wet. Yeah. But it would be gales, blizzards. Yeah. That could go on for several days. So what do you do then if it's blizzarding and snowstorming? Do you stay inside yeah, and just... We, we, we do that if we can, but somehow we manage to get to work. So what's the Icelandic character then? We say sometimes from the yeah, back country that the people of Reykjavik are sissies. <laughs> They're not so tough. No, and uh, it doesn't need much snow uh, to get them get everything to stop the traffic and problem for us. So have you ever lived anywhere else, you guys? You've always lived in, in Iceland? Sweden, yeah. twice, yeah. for a year or so, and the USA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you've come home? Yeah, we did go, and still do, for art on studies in other countries. We have felt that strength that we have sought education in all kinds of subjects in our time. He was a minister of the cathedral. And he has retired, and it was often about that theology. Yeah, advanced, advanced theology, uh, medicine, but law and uh, lang- languages were taught here. But uh, engineering, they had to go to uh, other countries as well. But now it has changed. Yeah, now there's more here. Now it is more here. So where are you going to go on your morning walk? We just go around this uh, street to to watch tourists. <laughs> no, he said we will go down here to look at the sea. Why do you like the sea? Yeah, I am brought up and have lived in sea villages for a great part of my life. And I, I guess I am still some kind of a newcomer here, even though I have lived here half my life. <laughs> How old are you now? We are getting 70 this year, and we are going to uh, our old uh, alma mater uh, in the summer and uh, celebrate 50 years of graduation. Wow, that's amazing. So what was a sea village in Iceland like 50 years ago? It would typically be a warm fish factory and several uh, boats going out to sea by day, uh, coming in every day and uh, uh, it would all be around that. Then, about 70, there there came the trawlers, when we have got rid of the Brits from our seas, and that was that. That was a boom. Was it a good life in those times? Yeah, it was a good life. A lot of work, fairly good money, yeah. 
was your father in the fish industry? Yeah, he was uh, foreman in a fish fa fa factory, and later on he was a supervisor in uh, many, many fishing plants. So you need to go and commune with the sea, spiritually, yeah. Yeah. go and see the sea. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> My first suggestion is always the harbour. What does the sea make you feel then? It, it, uh, it is for me the greatest giver and the greatest reaper. And everything is about that. That was also the way you traveled to and from this, these little villages. There were boats that were going around the country all the time and uh, we traveled that way. I make a programme where I ask people where they're going and I was wondering where you're going. I'm just going for a walk to buy some souvenirs because I'm visiting my family soon. So your family is in Poland. Is in Poland. So you're Polish? I am. So what brought you to Iceland? Well, adventure. <laughs> and I was just curious how is it to live on such a beautiful island. How is it? I love it so far. What's special about it? Well, my favorite are hot springs, definitely. So you can take a bath even in the winter time. Is there a place to do that near Reykjavik? Well, I love to go to Kvaregerdi. There is a hot river. So it's beautiful landscape of the river and mountains. It's really spectacular. Is it different, do you think, living on an island than not living on an island? Well, I come from the quite a big city, which is like three times bigger than Reykjavik than the whole Iceland itself. So everything is quite small and cozy for me. Did you find adventure? Yeah, of course I did. What adventures? Well, I'm a runner, a trail runner. So here are, um, there are a lot of uh, trails that are really like a paradise for runners. Do you compete? Sometimes I do, but I also like to do it on my own. What do you like about running? Well, freedom, the feeling. Are you addicted? Nah. <laughs> no runner will tell you so. <laughs> and what's your best time for like 10k or 20k? Or? Well, the thing is that I don't know because I don't run on streets, like on the flat areas. So, in, And in the mountains it's always different because sometimes uphill, downhill, you know, the weather is different. So it's not nothing that you can compare. Do you think you'll go back to Poland to live or...? Well, I haven't decided yet if I stay here like for my whole life, but I like it so far and we'll see. My nearest plan is to take the Logiovego Trail, which is 55 kilometers. It's one of the most beautiful trail on Earth, according to National Geographic. And usually it takes four days of hiking, but I'm planning to do it just for one day. Because if you're running, it's possible. And it's lots of fun. And the view is just spectacular because you have those colorful mountains, glacier, you have volcano, you have like all kinds of landscapes in one place. That sounds like an adventure. 
Yes, it is. Actually, I was trying to do it in uh, September. I started, I did a few kilometers, but I had to go back because it was such a strong wind. You know, in Iceland here, you have extremely strong winds that I could not move forward. So. So now you're waiting for spring again? Yeah, actually the summertime because they're opening the road uh, like in the end of June. Mm-hmm. So I think July is the time for doing it. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you. After that, my own adventure to get to the coffee shop seemed much more manageable. The music was composed by Edwin Pearson, I'm Catherine Carr, and the team at Loftus Media looks after the production.